This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another conversation here on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. I'm Lane Nordland, and as our summer continues to quickly just move along, quite a lot of work recently got done in Music City, USA. That's where the summer meeting for the National Potato Council was just held, and and uh, I, I heard a rumor that Cam Quarles was actually going to stay in Nashville and pursue his dream of being a country music star, but uh, he, he the, the, the calling of Washington, D.C. was just too strong. Cam is our guest today. Cam, how, how was this year's event in Nashville? Yeah, thankfully, Lane, uh, people uh, drug me to the airport and threw me back on a plane to, to uh, prevent that bad idea from actually taking, taking shape. So uh, I, I am back in D.C., but we had a wonderful time in Nashville. Um, again, the reason that we ended up there was because we'd lost two prior summer meetings. And so Jared Balcom, it was just a really, really nice thing that he did. He wanted to have he wanted those past th- those presidents. Um, now past presidents, uh, Britt Raybould and Dominic LaJoy to have a summer meeting. And so we all did it together kind of at a neutral site. And uh, we, were, we were there just one block off of Broadway. And I think people had a fantastic time. Uh, we got a lot of work done, but we also had a lot of fun. And that, I think that's really, that's the cool part about the summer meeting is it's a lot of kind of uh, family and community along with doing, you know, the, the real work of NPC. So I think we got that balance very, 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 uh, uh, well, maybe it was more tilted toward the fun this, this time around, but we had the balance pretty much right, I think. Well, again, work does get done uh, uh, during the day before folks were, were, were out on the town uh, enjoying Nashville and all the music and, and all the sights and, and that uh, the city has to offer. And uh, during the board meeting, I, I know there was a lot of important uh, business topics that were discussed, some some policy, interim policy that uh, w- was on the table, but one that has uh, a lot of agriculture industry uh, uh, organizations very concerned Concerned has to deal with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission uh, putting forth some very controversial climate rule proposals. Uh, Cam, could you share with us what exactly uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission is proposing and why is uh, this so alarming to the National Potato Council and its members? It, uh, th- this is a, a rulemaking that has been going on, Lane, for a, a fair period of time, but I think agriculture just became awakened to it here in the last few months. Um, and it, it, so when you dig into the rules of what the Ex- Securities and Exchange Commission is doing, they have th- these, these classes of actors and based on what class you're in, it's gonna require certain uh, actions by you. Um, and they call these, so they, they've broken these buckets of, of, uh, of actions and activities out into what they call scopes. And so it's scope one, scope two, and scope three. If you had asked me six months ago about 
scope three, I, I would have told you that I have no idea why you're asking me about mouthwash. Um, that is, that, that, you know, there just simply was no, agriculture just had no focus on what the Securities and Exchange Commission was doing. Um, we since have become awakened to this. And in, in short, what they're saying is, if you are an SEC regulated entity, if you're uh, uh, a, a publicly traded company on the stock exchange, for example, um, you need to report your, your impact on the climate, your greenhouse gas emissions footprint. But they go beyond that, and this is how agriculture gets sucked in. They've also said you have to report on the entirety of your supply chain. And in so doing, that drives SEC regulations all the way down to the family farm. Um, I think it's highly likely in the example of a publicly traded grocery store that sells potatoes, that grocery store is going to come to farmers all the way down at the farm level and say, we need you to quantify your greenhouse gas emissions, effectively your climate footprint. Because we, as the grocery store, we're your customer and we want to minimize the amount of work that we're taking on. So you're going to do for your for your section of this gigantic pie um, that we're all having to take a bite of. You're going to do that yourself, and you're going to certify this for us. What's involved there, Lane? A huge amount of cost for everyone who is who is caught up in this. Very few farming operations or SEC regulated entities. But now all of a sudden we have a new Washington regulator that's going to be reaching down into, into these farming operations and taking a bite out of us in time, in resources, and certainly in, in costs uh, on, on this new regulation. So it's not just for the potato industry, but I'll tell you, this, this has really gotten the attention of, all, uh, attention of all of American agriculture. I was just speaking to... Uh, one of the other major national groups uh, here this week, they were having their Washington conference and about every other question from the floor was on this SEC rule. These are folks who had no passing interest in the SEC up until about three months ago, but now it's front and center. So the, these are the issues we work on, Lane. That's uh, you know, hopefully how we, um, how we help the industry out. So we're pretty committed to 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 dealing with this along with some of our other allied colleagues in agriculture. And uh, I'm going to ask you about uh, those allied uh, industry uh, uh, friends that we have on Capitol Hill, uh, but we're going to take a quick break. We need to thank uh, today's sponsor of the podcast, Syngenta. We're, we will be back right after these words. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests, including Colorado potato beetle, green pea jaffet, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for more information. Cruiser Max Potato, Cruiser 5FS, Dynasty or Maxim MZ to find out what best fits your farm needs. 
Again, a big thank you to Syngenta for bringing you this content here today. And uh, again, joining us is CEO of the National Potato Council, Cam Quarles. And uh, Cam, I'm going to read uh, the actual language that uh, the NPC Executive Committee and Environmental Affairs Committee recommended uh, when it comes to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission's controversial proposal. It reads, the National Potato Council believes the proposed Securities and Exchange Commission's climate rule is a significant government regulatory overreach. NPC should take all the necessary actions to exclude agriculture from any final rule and thereby minimize the impact on a family farms and related act. Activities. Now, again, uh, it's uh, important to have these policies in place, but also it helps set a direction when you're working with other industry leaders out in Washington, D.C. that are advocating for their agriculture members. And uh, just a, a few days ago, MPC and, and 10 other agriculture organizations filed comments to the Securities and Exchange Commission. Cam, can you share more about what those comments look like and how important it is to, to have that language? as a part of your policy book to uh, then collaborate with other agriculture entities in the Beltway. That statement really captures kind of the sense of um, our NPC's uh, Vice President of Environmental Affairs, Bob Mativi, um, also uh, Jared Balcom, uh, who is our president, and really the the entire executive committee. Um, As we walk through this with them, uh, I, I think they had uh, they had a reaction that a lot of folks in agriculture share is, you know, what, why is the government going to push this kind of mandate down on family farms at a time when we're struggling with inflation and supply chain dislocation and the, the cost of your inputs is two or three times what it was two years ago, what they were two years ago. Um, that th- th- this is a, th- this is kind of an un- unnecessary, uh, unforced error by the by the federal government, and so uh, I, I think the the board unanimously um, supported that statement. And then we went to work. We we've actually uh, committed uh, substantial dollars from NPC to join with, as you said, ten uh, ten other uh, ag major ag organizations, and then there's really when you look at kind of the broad coalition, you've got well over a hundred voices from agriculture who've been involved in this effort, uh, leading the charge, uh, American Farm Bureau Federation, uh, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, uh, and the, kind of the major players in agriculture along with NPC. Um, so we've, we've actually hired an SEC, uh, an attorney who specializes in SEC related activities. Again, we play very effectively in USDA and at EPA and with the Office of the Trade Representative. SEC is a little bit of a foreign entity when, <laughs> when you're talking about agriculture. It's just not typically uh, a, an agency that we're dealing with. And so we went out and actually hired some expertise to comment on what you, what, what you rightfully indicated is a proposed rule. This rule is not in effect as of today. Um, the, 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 once the comment period, uh, once the comments have been, uh, comment period is over, the comments then have to be considered by the Securities and Exchange Commission. I think, uh, Congress is going to get involved in this given what they're hearing in terms of this overreach. 
so we are a number of steps away from anything similar to this being finalized. But I, I think the, you know, the threat out there is a very real one, and we need to take it extremely seriously. It's why we've committed MPC dollars uh, to, to informing this whole process as well as we possibly can, but we, as we just, we do not, we, we do not want to be flat-footed on this, uh, on, on, a, on a rule of this magnitude. Uh, I, I think when, I, I won't get into all the details of the comments that we have filed, we, they certainly are available for anyone through NPC's newsletter and um, on, our, uh, on our website, but uh, effectively it points out the breadth and scope and the challenges associated uh, for family farms in trying to comply with a rule that's targeted really at, you know, for example, Fortune 500 companies. Uh, that you know that may be entirely appropriate for for these uh, massive multinational uh, corporations that have huge environmental staffs, but most family farms don't have an environmental staff. It's uh, uh, two or three people who are wearing ten or fifteen different hats, and to have that forced upon them, particularly at this time in our economy is just, it's to some degree, that's a substantial lack of awareness, I think, by our, by our federal government and what folks are facing and trying just to, just to simply conduct their everyday business activities. Um, so it, we, I think we were pretty blunt with, um, with the SEC in these comments. Um, it, it goes into some of the potentially unforeseen circumstances that the SEC rule may be generating and how it creates winners and losers certainly drives costs up and the unintended consequences that this may perpetrate uh, if it is finalized in its, in its current form. So, you know, three months ago, if you'd asked me what, what the major issues that we're going to be dealing with are, it would not have been, I would not have started with the Securities and Exchange Commission, but we are focused on it now. And I, I think this is going to be something that we're, we're dealing with through the balance of this year and maybe well into in the next year. And Cam, I think it's important to point out, you know, we just talked about that summer business meeting and, of course, uh, the, the, the D.C. summit that was held a few months back in conjunction with NPC's annual meeting and all the other events that occur throughout the year. You know, some people may say, oh, they're just they're just traveling, having fun and uh, and just uh, not getting a lot of work done. And we know that not to be true because the purpose of these events are to set that policy. And so you and your team have that policy book that you refer to uh, w- uh, because without that policy book, you don't have direction and your direction is that policy book uh, that the members put forward. I, I think that's important for folks uh, to, re- to to really realize or, or remember that policy books sets the direction of your office in D.C. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, I, you know, I think the, um, the, the associations, particularly the ag associations who really get it right in, in D.C. are the ones who are constantly creating opportunities to check in with their membership about what works uh, for them and what maybe more importantly, what doesn't work for them. Uh, we we our, our preference in all of these things 
is to have these face-to-face -face meetings where you can really have these in-depth conversations and sort through how, it, it, right now we're talking SEC, but it could be the Environmental Protection Agency, or you know, it, it could be, uh, in, in certain instances, the, um, the Fish and Wildlife Service, if you're dealing with endangered species, species, in addition to all the work that we do with USDA. How do these programs work? How do they not work? What needs to get fixed? Uh, that you know that is really the the point of us being here, and we've said it over and over again. That you know you'll have hot issues come rolling into D.C. that people will get whipped up on, and sometimes they'll start falling in line on without taking a breath and saying, "Hey, maybe I ought to check in with my members and see what they really think about that." Um, I think you saw that with with uh, some elements of these, you know, these big spending bills that potentially were going to have some additional spending for agriculture in them, but they were going to come at the cost of huge tax increases across all of the United States. Senator Joe Manchin really pushing back on those um, uh, on on those suggestions. In going back and having that common sense approach to checking in with what's what's working back at home, and uh, being able to tune out the noise of uh, what what has gotten the fever uh, going for DC in the moment, um, it ultimately got us to a much better place uh, than we otherwise would have been. That's not to say the economy is in a great in great shape right now. But it could have been a heck of a lot worse if we'd injected a few trillion more dollars into the economy at a time of exploding inflation. And so on a you know, kind of a very focused basis, we want to do that with all of our NPC events. And then, of course, when we, when we can't be in person, these opportunities, like through what we're doing today, Lane, with the podcast or newsletter or the fact that I think our our, uh, our door to our staff is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, we really want to get it right for those growers, and it's got to come from them. We, we, if it doesn't work for them, it doesn't work. Very, very true. Cam, uh, any, anything else that you would just like to share with us uh, briefly before uh, we uh, let you get back to your day in D.C.? Uh, just thanks to everybody who was able to make it uh, in Nashville. Uh, I think uh, folks had a, a wonderful time there. Um, it was uh, our, our uh, most widely attended event since COVID um, from an NPC, purely an NPC perspective. And then I think one, one major takeaway was how excited folks are over Expo. We are, it's hard to believe, but we are only six months away from the next Expo. It will be in Denver. And I, I think what Holly laid out, um, first of all, what Holly constructed for everybody in Nashville was just amazing. Uh, and I think people had a, a ton of fun. What she is further constructing for Denver uh, in January, is people are really, really going to love that. It's a very important event for the industry. It's important for NPC, and we want to make it meaningful for everybody who's going to show up there, and we hope the whole industry turns out in early January. Well, again, uh, for more on that expo, visit uh, the National Potato Council online and also to read that full letter that MPC and 10 
other national ag organizations filed their comments to the SEC with their concerns over this very controversial greenhouse gas disclosure rule. Uh, visit them on their website. You can read the entire let- letter, see who all signed on to that. It really goes over the importance of all the hard work that these groups are putting in to uh, bringing and shedding light onto this very, very controversial rule and representing agriculture's interests along the way. And Cam, thank you so much for taking the time with us here today. Lane, it's always great to be with you. Sorry, sorry you weren't be, weren't able to be with us in Nashville. I think you would have had a great time, but uh, we are looking forward to seeing you at a minimum in Denver in uh, in January. That is true. We'll be there. I'm sure I'll be out to D.C. before uh, before Expo. But again, Cam Quarrel, CEO of the National Potato Council. And again, a big thank you to our friends at Syngenta for sponsoring today's show. I'm Lane Hortland. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Eye on Potatoes podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.